Bold City Longsword presents the Swords and Stereo Podcast. Welcome to Swords and Stereo. I'm Matthew Stinson. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Lucas Tablasi. Johan Lopez. Josh Ferret. So, uh, Josh has recently did a lot of research to buy his new fetter. And I was thinking, hey, a bunch of new people might not actually know what to look for when it's time to, to upgrade and buy some stuff. So, I was going to have him talk about some of the different swords he's owned in the past and what, what you should be looking for when you go to purchase this high dollar item that you're probably going to need if you're going to participate in Longsword HEMA. Yeah. So, uh, those who don't know me, my name is Josh Rett. I am the head instructor at Knock Horizon Historical Fencing in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You changed your name? Yeah. We're a whole new entity now, bro. When did that happen? Uh, during COVID. I googled what Ordo Procinctus meant and uh, all the ties to like yeah. fucking Warhammer and all that cool stuff. Yeah, so, it was like now, a couple uh, months ago. So, 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 yeah. Hema, we need the Hema side needed to split off, and we did. Okay. So I don't own it. Uh, Dustin and Aaron do. Uh, so Ordo Procinctus was the. Uh, it, it, it's still its own organization, and I still love those guys. And oh, they're beautiful. Okay. Out. Yeah, no, like, they're, no, the. I thought I was looking at a different group. Well, so they're on their website. Yeah, I was like, so this looks cool, but this isn't this isn't Josh's group. Well, so there was the pit fighting, and then there's yeah, the, and then there's the Hema side, and then Hema just needed to be its own separate entity to continue growth. That's it. And so, so now it's not Horizon coming after, chasing after. Hema slowly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but on that quick notion of all that wonderful stuff, uh, as Matt is just wanting to strangle himself, it's fantastic. Oh, he's over. reverse birthing himself. <laughs> uh, anyway, at some point this will actually get serious. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm terrible for this. Yeah. Uh, uh, spoken word. So a lot of people who do know me, most a lot of people who listen to this probably don't. Hopefully, thank God. Uh, but in the process of that, I've been doing HEMA for going on five years, and I am currently on fetter number twenty-three. In that time, and I'm a very abusive person to stores. That also said, if it's going to break, it's it's going to break in my hands because I, I have bad luck like that. Like that scene in Robocop where he finds the lady and he saves her by shooting all the, you know, what's it's off. Yeah. And then uh, he tells her, uh, uh, Josh Ferrat's 12th better, you suffered a traumatic event. I have, not- <laughs> I have notified a rape crisis center. <laughs> yeah, it gets to be pretty <laughs> abusive. We uh, But Robocop is also Josh Ferrat. And yeah, well, it's just testing equipment, right? So, like, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I it's don't know a, either. It I'm was just... really funny in my mind, and, <laughs> it, and, and it fell apart. It'd make a good meme template, man. I'm on it, bro. <laughs> but, like, on, on the process of that, uh, on fetters, is that a lot of people will go out and buy a high dollar fetter, and then they're like, Oh, I've been having you know, I've, I've met this people all the time. It's like, oh, I've had this fetter for five years, and I'm like, Okay, why? But a lot of people, you know, you buy a sword, you name it, you want to keep it for forever. To me, they're just tools. Like, it, it's just another object. I'm going to use and abuse it. Uh, like, there's a wonderful quote about 
a man in shiny armor never has his metal tested. So, like, I want to be abused. Trials, errors, let's go. Uh, most fetters never made it a year with me. Ever. But why? So, that's an interesting viewpoint. So, on several mechanical pieces, several of them became on structural integrity points. There's inclusions and some for trials, different issues. Others were be where it's really flexible for thrusting. It would die because I really work hard on structure and mechanics, and that impact point broke it. Others that were stiffer died whenever you thrust in, you twist, just like we were talking about in another podcast, yeah. and it would twist and pop, or just the continued stress, it weakens it and it falls apart. The stiffer blade will die in a thrust more, the floppier blade's going to die in a cut more. That that's just something of using almost. They have used probably seventy five percent of the fetters out there. They yeah. use Brahima. That's at least mainstream in the United States. I haven't used everything obviously because more makers come out all the time. But that's that's been my general going through. Like Pavel Mox, two months dead. Jeez, just too stiff. No, floppy. Floppy. Okay. Because I because I really yeah. focus on my mechanics. They're the best thrust. They were one of the best at the time. They were one of the best thrusting tools, but. You know, you cut with any real structure to it, and eventually it just yeah pops right off. Yeah, I had an Incifer uh, long. It was an older model too, so this is a stiff boy. Yeah, and uh, it broke in the pommel first, <laughs> like that broke off. But I, I don't. I, I feel like that was just more of like taking hits onto the handle, like it was just a percussion point and like a small issue. Yeah, spin it off, got repaired, got it back. Did really well with it for about another two months, and that, that broke it like six months. Two months later, and I finally get it back. I have it for two more months, and I'm thrusting people and winding, and it's a stiffer blade, so I'm trying to be really controlled with it. And then I, I just finished fighting, got knocked out of pools or limbs. I can't remember where I, where I got knocked out at, and I went to go put it back in my case, and I noticed a stress crack about two inches long into it, and it's shearing off. And at the time, I just like, oh, I don't know, like, oh, that's shit, you know. But like, I didn't know what was going on, and it kind of started me on my researching of all these different fetters. And like I said, there's also been a lot of them that had like inclusions. It was bad metal. Got with the makers, they got better metal, thus it's improved. Nice. Uh, I've also generally like a new shiny comes out, I have to have it. <laughs> yeah, is kind of my deal. Um, and it's kind of come down to now to where like. I have a I have my own like basically grid of like if this is how you want to fight this is what you should buy yeah kind of thing and like it's kind of programmed down from what's the best tools to these things and it's like yeah I'll drop some names this is not promotional this is not me trying to like jerk anybody off or anything like that this is just lots and lots of use and experience speaking out yeah uh but like so when it comes to being if you're trying to get a baseline fetter like if you're a new student and you're just trying to get a steel sword in your hand and you are wanting to go be able to work with people and you're not sure of everything yet and yeah you don't want to go drop six hundred dollars on a beer in or five hundred dollars on an insp or something go get you a vb and it's a good tool and it's a great beginning option and it's budgeted out and it still does everything you need that that's just number one priority point and then you can use that for literally years until you're like, you know what? I really found how my fighting style is. I want a more upgraded thing. And that, that's 
Is that right? So I tell all my students, buy this first, worry about the fancier stuff once you have an idea of how you fight. Because then you won't appreciate all the fancier stuff. We were talking about that yesterday. And it's like, you know, you start with something, figure out how you operate, what's your mechanic, are you a thrust-happy person, are you a cut-happy person, are you somewhere in the middle like me? That can all determine what you're looking for in a higher-end fetter. You know, from there, you have several mid-grade tiers, too, that you can go to. Uh, well, that first one, uh, what was that exactly, and where can they get So, that? it is the uh, BB uh, Tournament Fetters lines. Uh, I think they're on version C or D now, and it's yeah. available at Purple Heart Armory. We've had a few of those in the club, and they're, they're, yeah. they're perfectly serviceable fetters. They're, they're, yeah. they're nice. They don't get me wrong. Well. People, I know some people that were like, it's not my cup of tea, and, and that's cool. Yeah. But, like, we have a, a dozen of them for the club. Hell, I had I had two new guys show up and they just walked in with BBs. They're up. <laughs> and I'm just like, like it's hey, it was for the price, like and I'm I have steel in my hand and I feel like I'm participating. I'm like, cool beans, let's roll. So like Purple Heart Armory, uh Natasha and Christian Darce over there in uh Houston, Texas is where you can get those. Uh they're really good people. It's really good on the service work. Customer service is fantastic. They've already always treated me and mine fine. I also kind of push those because we kind of help test them nice. in the evolutions. So, like, we, I broke a bunch of them, <laughs> uh, like, in a process of learning. Yeah. But, like, they listen, they make adjustments, and they do – and, I mean, it's a great entry point. You know, that's, that's my number one thing I like to tell for most people who are coming in. Like, this is a good baseline. Start here. And then when you find the big higher end thing, because you finally got to put your hands on it, you like it. Cool, do that. And guess what? Now you have two swords. And you know what else yeah. that means? Hey, hold this sword for me so I can show you this cool thing. And then yeah. you lure somebody else in. Mm-hmm. Like, it's part of it's part of the the setup for me. But like, I still have a VB in my house. Even though you all look over there and you see this case full of like all these other fighters, I still have one at the house because it's it's a good tool and I like having it to work with. And it's a good thing to like show people this is what you should get first. Learn, find yourself, then you'll find what else you want from there. As a club owner, I usually go out of my way to to buy different products from different companies. Yep. That way they're in the club and people can pick them up. Yeah. It's why and, you see that giant yeah. crate, and then same in my gear bag where the BB is the standard. Like we do have makers and marks of different other things. So it's like, hey, you want to play with this? Here you go. You're not sure about it? cool. You still have a VB. Yeah. Congratulations. But like, here's other things you can play with. But again, like, I get it. Like you do. You're sitting there looking at spending five hundred dollars. You want to make sure it's right. Yeah. I and I think that's why a lot of people do end up naming their swords and, and babying them because that high price ticket. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like there's days when I, you know, I, I have plenty of steel on the wall. But if, if I want to go hard on the bag or the pail, I get a penny. Oh, yeah. I, just, I just don't want to hurt my metal, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, pinties are pinties are also, like, something to go in. I probably should have sent the solo drilling video that we did previously to this one. <laughs> hey, just get a pinty. Beat the shit out of it. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a steel one that's my beater for pail work right now, but that that's me, and I, I have a slew of them, and, like, this one's no longer being made, so I don't give a crap. I'm just, Every I can, tool. Yeah. tool has a purpose right and i can also afford to buy more swords because i have no 
flight. <laughs> and it literally goes to every time I go work a day of overtime, and it's just like, oh, that's a, that's a new sword. That's a new sword. <laughs> that's a new sword. <laughs> like you uh, jack, but you see all that, and I still have like four coming. Like it's oh. <laughs> so like progressional points from that, right? If you don't like the BB or you want to move up to something a little bit more subsidized, two major brands that I do kind of go off of is Reginiers and Quebec. Okay. Those are both really, really solid. They both kind of equal out into another equal measure point. Um, just getting into the, the thrust happy slash. Right. So this is where we're getting into thrust or cut happy. This is where you start seeing those differences. Yeah. Um, which one's which? So the Reginier is a little bit more, generally more stiffer, not all. And, yeah. and by stiff, I mean, I have a particular standard of putting pressure that I look at. That I'm comfortable with. Not everyone will be that comfortable with that. Know sure, that. there's some science out there yeah. that can be applied. But well, yeah, they, a lot of people it. put the they have their the actual tape tests and all those yeah. things. Uh, the Reginier I find is much more of the cutter because it's a stiffer, and the Cavetin has more flex. Even though it's a little stiff of a flex, it still has more flex. Yeah, and that's the thrust happier one. But you can still you kind of with the Cavetin start getting to a really interesting point where you can cut and thrust. And that's an interesting place because mm -hmm. now you start seeing that that in between round. Okay. So like that's kind of when you're starting to get to a division point. Both are really good items. Uh, you can get if you're in the United States, Reginier is done through Kima Supplies with Scott Brown, and like it, they're good. They're still good workhorses. Yeah. You know. Uh, Kibetan, I'm not sure if you just order straight from Kibetan anymore or if you still have to go through Jeff Lord in the States. I, I haven't dealt with them in a while. Uh, not sure. No, no. Nolan recently got a side sword from them that I believe he went through Jeff. Okay. Uh, like I said, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a while because I've just moved on past those lines. Yeah. Uh, both, both groups have great customer service. Again, good items to choose from. I have my Reginier lasted me six months. My Cavetin lasted me seven. Well, I bought a Reginier used. That was my first sword. Mm -hmm. I bought it used, and it it lasted me through two, three tournaments. Mm -hmm. We now have a Keith Ham in the room. Oh. Keith Ham alert. Keith Ham alert. Mm -hmm. So, uh, oh. he's just going to stare at us disapprovingly. Well, I. Yes, if, it is. If, if you didn't, I'd be fucking worried. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so. so my my Reginier's lasted yeah. me five years. <laughs> I, I will say that this is also very specifically on longsword fetters, not on other items. Uh, Tibetan is probably one of the top ends on some of it, but, like, I don't, I haven't played enough with all those items to really give a good review of anything on those in my opinion long sorters I, I beat the crap out of the death and back all the time so like i can play that game but like i said virginia's generally i know people that still have the virginia hell yeah. I, I have i have a student john who still has his bb from when he started and bought it and that's just his go-to item but my virginia just broke but it was lame i i was hanging out outside working on my pel and mm. uh i Gently tapped the ground and the tip shattered in half. And now it has a new flaw. I'm just going to also state that I am doing the finger quotes of tap the ground. <laughs> uh, a <laughs> distinction that I think is worth making here. So there's 
there's using your tools hard um, for their intended purpose. But that doesn't mean that it's quality HEMA to necessarily break our tools on each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, please note that I'm not going out there and, and like, swinging to break it. Yeah, and there, there's also a difference between training hard and abusing your shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Right. Yeah. I mean, to give you a semblance of this, uh, pre-COVID, the last year, I, the last, my, that year pre-COVID that I competed in, I did 16 events. Nice. Where most people do maybe two or three yeah. a year. Like, yeah. I travel a lot, I fight a lot, train a lot. Right. But when they break with you, it's because you're fencing, not because you're swinging for the hills. Right. No, no. It's all structure and mechanics. It's just... Well, immovable object, right? Yeah. If your structure's good enough, that the yeah. sword's taking all the load, your mm -hmm. body's not, your bones are aligned properly. Yeah. Right? Right? <laughs> and they keep going. And, you know... Especially if your opponent's structure is also on point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like that episode of uh, of Knight Rider where Kit's uh, brother Carr showed up and then they rammed each other. I love that you just went to like a reference that maybe only three of us. Or that Team Turbo cartoon where the kid turns into the car. <laughs> oh man, that's um, disturbing. Okay. Yeah, it's actually really I'm, I'm fairly certain edibles were had before the show today. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, everything's a drum. <laughs> Microdosing's micro fine. Oh, here we go. But uh, but on a serious note, like it's not going to go try to break it. Like it's just it's just constant use and seeing the thing, right? Uh, so. Back in about 2018, I started really honing in my style of fighting, like how I prefer to do things. And this is where we kind of get to work. Now we're going to the upper tier of fetters, and you kind of have your defined style, if that makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. we all have it. Or are you a thrust-happy king? Are you a cut-and-thrust person? Or are you just cut-happy? Mm -hmm. Um you know, I see it all the time in a lot of places. You can, I actually have like percentiles that we did over a, an entire tournament to determine for me, and it was like 60% I cut and 40% I thrust mm -hmm. to make actions happen. And most of the time, like I think on those parameters, like the majority of that 60% for cuts were to shallow targets and all thrusts were landed to deeps. Like we did a whole giant kind of analysis uh, on that to kind of like determine it for me and a couple of my guys. Fun side project that we did where one of my guys, Dustin, is damn near, I think it's 75% thrust and the other 25% was cuts. And then Garrett was like 95% cut. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen him fight. Yeah. I, I yeah. can see it. Yeah. yeah. Like, like it, it's a, it, but I, that's the focus point, right? So you can even go with how you can take us three as your parameters for this decision tree coming up here, right? What were your numbers? Uh, 60, 40. Okay. 60% cuts, 40% thrust. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, which is, which is about where I feel you're gonna fall into. If you're, if, you're, if you're trying to really like work on everything in the technique base, you're gonna kind of fall in those places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotta get those slice numbers up. Working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just instilled that into me about, about an hour ago. But, uh, in the process of that, like I will talk about three brands, and I know I haven't talked about everything, and I'm not again not trying to promote anything, but this is your personal experience, yeah, right. And 
I have I have majority of them all here too. But if you're a much more thrust oriented person, like you can't go wrong with a Siggy. Honest to God, it's the best thruster in the world out there. Yeah. Like a Siggy, safe Siggy Forge. Siggy Forge. Yeah. Uh, they're they're really safe in the thrust. They're is, really is this, good. Uh, Martin Fabian, uh, yeah, Martin Fabian does yeah. a lot of the promotion work for and helps okay. coordinate with them. Uh, I give them a lot of like I originally did not like them. I will state that out the gate. Yeah. Uh, I also was handling only a particular model, and I've got to play with more of their models since. And if you are a thrust game person, it is it is solid and it is good to flex. Our wondrous glaring key fan will also admit to this because he feels really good about just ramming it down someone's throat now. <laughs> He's nodding for those who can't see him. <laughs> but like, honest to God, like I really do feel like it is a really good tool if you are thrust happy that you can launch it. You know, and it's not again still preach that you know control is much more of a safety feature that should be the goal orientation, but we also can't always control our opponent. Yeah. And if I'm thrusting out with, you know, steel bar. And you walk forward into it, and I'm coming in with structure and locked in. Yeah, it's going to be a bad day for them. Period. Even if I'm showing control, if you're more thrust happy. You can't go wrong with a Siggy, in my opinion. Uh, I do find particular models are harder to do cut actions with. It's slower, where you can still have your structure. Yeah. Uh, but I also know uh, at least one that I've seen that died, and I know the person who owned it is a very cut-oriented, structured person. So again, it goes back to the higher flex, dies and cuts. So if they had, if they had a different, better, more oriented towards more, their more, style, yeah, more, yeah, more towards their style, yeah, it would work out probably better for them. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the next one that I will throw out there, which recently came back to the top three for me, it was knocked down for a long process, is Insifer. Yeah. And especially like with the Corona models and the Cron. Yeah. Uh. I had an older model, like I mentioned earlier, it was stiff as a board. We had the issues. So I, I, I got the Kron. I've been swinging it around for a couple of weeks now. It's like beating the ever living crap. Had some of my guys who were like Garrett, who is cut happy oriented, play with it and use it. I mean, it's got the, it's good on edges. It is much more of the cut oriented. It's a little bit stiff for the thrust. It does have flex. I mean, I've thrusted people with it, and I'm okay with that. But again, my standard is not everyone's comfortability levels, and you got to kind of gauge that. That is a cut-happy sword. Like, for someone who is predominantly going to cut, it's there. And it's a hungry beast. <laughs> right? Um, and that's from Jan. And it's for, uh, I do know that uh, Purple Heart Armory does resell, like, sells out models from him when they get the shipments in. So, yes. like, you have either option. Uh, I got mine through Purple Heart. Yeah. Uh, like I showed up and Natasha put in my hands and I just went, damn it. <laughs> you but, got me. Yeah, but it, yeah. I literally, the second I picked it up, I'm like, this is just a cut happy boy. Like I can tell like how it wants to maneuver, how it wants to go. And again, now we're, we're now getting to the higher end. We're, we're talking like over $400 or something for a fetter now, right? The Siggies aren't cheap either. Yeah, they have tons of great customer options, and they're they're really good on the flex, and I love them. Like the Mastreo is probably my favorite model they have on a personal note. Maestro, 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 correct me all the time. <laughs> I got to play with the CD concept uh, too, and that was like I never wanted to cut; I just wanted to thrust with the damn thing. Yeah, it's so light and nimble. Insofar mm. on the offensive spectrum, we're now talking about like at the five hundred dollar range. 
but again, like it's cut happy. And like, and I feel like if, if me and Garrett can't break it, like cutting with structure and going at it. Yeah. I'm not really stressing it right now. So that is much more your cut happy phase, right? So that's again, so now if you're looking at your percentiles, majority, all you do is cutting. That's a great choice. Nice. Right. Thrust oriented people, Siggy all day. Cut oriented here all day. I wonder, I wonder if that's uh, like European Hema versus Onoku. Uh, it's competing. Uh, they're, they're, they're from it's uh, Russia. Russia. Yeah. yeah. We have multiples that are in those regions, right? But you can yeah. also look into it to where, like, if you look at Slovakia or Martin Favian and Siggy are all in, there's a lot of thrust happy and some of the yeah. tools there. If you look at Chan, it's a very cut happy culture in their That's HEMA cool. tournaments. So you can kind of see like where they're gauging to go to. I think yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, the Kvetans falls where we have starting to have like that middle line where it can go either way. So now we've seen how some of the, like their their market is valued out. Yeah. Right? Some of those interesting things that you see with makers and cultures. And then we get to the last one and and this is my preferred model. This is my preferred brand. <laughs> I I have tons of pictures about it and I preach about it all the time. Yeah. Uh so this one I will take as an advertisement point that I'm going to pre-sing their praises. But again, just because it's my cup of tea doesn't mean it's everyone's cup of tea. Just because I love it doesn't mean everyone's going to love it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm a huge fan of the Arias brand out of Poland with Malina and Arena. And like, I, I can't get enough of them. I, uh, it was That's the first. Literally. Yeah, I really, literally. <laughs> For those of you wondering, I literally have like five of them yeah yeah <laughs> and i'm about to order another one uh nice. but uh so i had my 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 first model from the german tournament was the first fitter to last me over a year nice and i sold it to one of my students when i got my new one in because i was like i need to have a backup in case it breaks and i was just like holy crap you stayed alive got my new one sold that one to one of my students uh who is still using it yeah. To this day. Walks out of your hands with PTSD. Oh, I'm fairly certain it does. Uh, <laughs> I still have my other German tournament right now. Yeah. Which that line, that Pacific model has just continued. I, I have a Victor at the house currently. Uh, that is not officially mine. I have one that's mine coming. It's one I had gotten for a student. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but I got to play with it, and I, I really like it for the shorty aspect, and it's really nice. It's a, it's a shorter. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Vic, the Victor model is like the 48 inch line. Nice. So I kind of like really like using that one when I'm working on my cutting with a sharp. Yeah. Now I have a fetter that matches the exact mechanics and it, it's superior fun. Uh, you have the Alexander 3, which I have over here in the box. Uh, yeah. that, is, that is my nimble queen <laughs> and I love it. And then you have like the latest model, which mine's on the way and, and I've gotten to play with uh, the Virian. That Johan has here, and it's just yeah. like I literally picked it's, it up and just went, I'm ruined. Yeah, I, I absolutely yeah. was. Yeah, I, I took that thing out the box, it still had tape on it, and I was just like, every other feather I've ever touched is a complete cludge compared to this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, I uh, to go back real quick on a second, I, I missed out back into the mid tier on one, which was Castile. Yeah, mm. uh, I have personal issues with the handles because it doesn't really feel comfortable to me the, the shark skin uh, yeah stuff like they it, put on there yeah uh so i i did not use that for very long but again that's i find that one falls back into the cutting spectrum so still good 
American made. Those guys are good. Yeah. They'll customize things really well. There are some options that are available for your fetters from them that I don't like because two of the injuries I've ever seen from like a fetter like puncturing skin or anything or doing something was both Castiles. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then, but like they had a rubber, it came off and then. Yeah. uh, So I have a preordained, so I'm not trying to like. (laughs) I wonder if the arming sword that stabbed through my hand was a. No, it wasn't. No. Okay. Yeah. Again, they're still good fetters. It just—it's not my cup of tea. So I—I I just didn't—I didn't stay there for very long. So I don't really like want to give an opinion there uh, too much. We've had them come through the club. We haven't had any incidents. They're nice. Yeah. I know Johan. Yeah. That, that was your first fetter, right? Yeah, my Castile is still very much my beater. Yeah. Um, they—they they customize it for you. Put some laser etching on there. It's pretty fucking sweet. A little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah. give me a impromptu sort of. Messer, Craig's Messer handle. I got got that nagel on there. Yeah, nice. My my side sword is from there, and it fucking loves the bind so much. Yeah. And uh, I I got a custom Dusak for there, and it is my favorite Dusak in the club. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh it's very Dusaky. Yeah. Can you do yes, you can do that. Like also, like also in the in the process too. That I'm mostly again sticking generally to long sword fetters because I don't. Yeah. yeah. I have very particular items I use for other weapon systems, and I don't have the expansive list on. So know that. Like, please check all these makers out. Mm-hmm. Play with them when you get a chance. Find what fits you. It, it's a it's a personal journey and a personal yeah. choice. You gotta go masticate on uh, a bunch of friends' fetters, and, yep. and mm-hmm. you know, go to an event or two, and mm-hmm. and just see what catches your eye, and ask everybody if you can touch your pommel. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know. Well, to finish off real quick, though. Uh, if you got you were about to say well, I was gonna say, speaking of events though, before you go and you invest this money, you should look up what events you plan on doing regularly, what's going to be your annual event, mm-hmm. and you should see what their requirements are. Oh, god, oh, yeah, because if they me. have if they have length requirements, if they have flexibility requirements, yeah, if they don't allow certain types of quillins or certain types of they like you say you can't have uh, a knuckle bow. Or a finger yeah, yeah. rings on there, you need to know all that before you go and drop half a grand on something, mm-hmm. yeah. and then find out you can't even Why'd you use have it. To call it half a grand. I feel weird about <laughs> it. I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I drop uh, more than that on swords often. Uh, yeah. But to finish off on that though, yeah. the final line for me is Arius Brands. Like the Virian is is very much so took number one spot for me. The Alexander 3 is so great. Like, I love the brand. Molina and Arenas, they are, what I love about them is the, the first models that came out were a little bit stiffer and harder. They got talked to about it. Next line came out better, more flexible, has tests. Like, they literally, like, there's literally, if you find the model you're looking at, they will have, like, the tests that they did for the weights and all that. Like, what kilograms they, per They provide point. that information? Yes. Uh, oh, that's... It's slick. in the spec of the swords on their website. Beautiful. Uh, it has fuller. It does really wonderful. They hit wonderfully. Like, yeah, it still sucks. You got hit by a sword. But being as it has that <laughs> wonderful uh, ground out moments, I just, I love them. If you've made it to the point where uh, you're looking to invest in, like, your second or third fetter, I think you used to get hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, the Arius for me is, is the best one for me. I'm also a cut and thrust predominant person off the data we have. Yeah. Right? If that's your style, like, you you just can't beat it to me. 
But again, Matt brought an interesting point that I wasn't even thinking about there. It's like, check your requirements. Yeah. Yeah. Some events have very particular things they want done. And one last thing I want to say, if you're getting your first setter and you plan on using using it around your club, I'm not even talking about tournaments. If you're if you plan on starting to spar with it at your club, put a fucking rubber tip on it. Yeah. Yep. I don't care what type yeah. of tip you ordered with it. You need to put that extra layer of safety on there before you hurt a friend or yourself. It, I, I got I got a very shitty look from a nurse the next day after I got stabbed in the hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, put, put your tips on. Uh, I, I know some people, they they don't do it for, yeah. uh, they, they, they think they have a spatulated tip and they don't need it. And oh, I know, did you know that doesn't fucking matter? Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> right, matter. Right, right. And I know some people like they'll they they go out of their way and they'll order an expensive sheath to put their sword in, and then well I don't want to take this rubber tip off and on every time I spar. Well, right, right, right. Fucking when, when did you start becoming a get over. Driver? Yeah. So a uh, uh, bit of an anecdotal thing. Uh, Keith Ham and I were uh, messing around uh, the other day, and uh, again mm-hmm. I, I just just holding up some cardboard. Uh, I, I was just holding up some cardboard as a joke. And he took a swing at it with a uh, a spatulated tip sword, uh, completely safe. You know, no, absolutely n- no was, risk. It was just you holding a piece of cardboard for Keith to cut while right. you held the piece of cardboard right. with your human hands with a big fat spatulated tip on it, and that tip tore the cardboard open. <laughs> so, mind you, it's only cardboard. Yeah, you know, it's not a gambeson or whatever, but it doesn't why matter. You, why what... are you holding cutting targets for Keith? What are you guys doing together? Hey man, we're king of we're let, kings of the demo. Let, we're kings of the demo. We're we're living the life. We're on the path, and we're we're doing swords hundred so percent of the time. I will I will also state too that like, please listen to them. Don't be me because most of mine are the lobe tips, and I do buy that specifically because I hate 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 a roll tip with yeah. more than anything in my being. I have scars on my body I've, from I've roll tips that snap too much. Yeah, all that all that ends up doing. It's being it's a it's a scoop. It's a scoop yeah. to pick up flesh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> for me, yeah. That's another big thing that that got me on the ends for coming back into my highlight list, like being in the top three. Right. He did a complete redesign. There's no more roll tip. Yeah. I just got a low tip. And like, and and I'm not. I don't want to shit bash getting a roll tip. No. But if you get a roll tip, you need to put the rubber blunt over it. Oh, I 100% agree. Blunt, piece of leather. And it doesn't, and it doesn't matter, too, because if you go to any event, I don't care if it's just, I don't care about any of my swords over there. Yeah. Period. I don't care how safe they are. Yep. Almost any event, including the one I host, we're tipping those things with yeah. something. Right. It just It's just the safety yeah. beat. If we're going to make somebody do it, we're all doing it. Yeah. Uh, a quick address point to another excuse that I hear regards to long swords of like, oh, the tip doesn't fit or I can't find a big enough one. Take an old belt, cut yeah. it, cut it, make a, a nice thin kind of strip, tape that on. That's yeah. all you need. It's Why all you? I do for mine when I go to event tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. I just no leather excuse. it up for that purpose. There is no excuse. And I and I, I look, I will be the first one to admit there have been events I've gone to where I didn't have that forethought because like I have a low tip. It's safe and sound. Yeah. And I was an asshole. I was that guy. <laughs> Like, I don't see why I have to. Like, I got this specifically. Yeah, yeah. They're, and they're, then they're I, I got... on your liberties. Right. And then I got sat down, and I got talked to uh, by a good friend of mine who was running the event. And he was just like, look, Josh, I completely agree with you that it shouldn't. But if we're going to make everyone do it to prove a safety feature, 
then if we're doing it for those rule tips, we're going to do it for every sword, so we're all on the same page. Yeah, right, right. And it was like, okay, don't be an asshole anymore. Yeah. I'm being a dick. It's really trivial. Well, right? Yeah, I mean, but, but you get caught up in that, right? And yeah. When you're responsible for the safety of your opponent. Yeah. So if you go to a tournament, and it, it, I've never been to a tournament where it didn't get hectic at some point. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and if their gear check is rushed, it's it, that doesn't matter. Don't be like, haha, I got away with it. No, bitch, that's on you. Yeah. Go, go, cap. Like, it is a huge thing. And I'm, I mean, I'm part of that generation that came up where, like, oh, I got it. So I don't have to tip it now. Right. Yeah. But even then, like, I got sat down and talked to it. And it was just like, hey, like, this is, this is important. So it's it, what it is. I don't care what you have. Like, what you do in your club, that's whatever. I'm not going to dictate anybody's house and how you want to run things. But know that when you go to a tournament, yeah, it's going to happen regardless. It's like wearing a, a fucking cup or the back of the head protector. Right, yeah, right. It's just and, for, and up. There's, there's more than enough precedent of seeing, like, even a spatulated tip go straight through, like, some Saragum gloves. Yeah. You know? like, so, yeah, yeah. so to pull us back on topic, yeah, I yeah. guess what we're saying <laughs> is, is if you have graduated to the level of using a metal sword, you need to have a deep conversation with your group about safety. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, do y'all have anything else before I throw some balls, balls, balls at this? Um, so I have, I do have one final thing to say. Right, uh, I got them in my hand, though. That's okay, my, that's five. Really? Probably four. <laughs> I'm a time traveler. I, do <laughs> I forgot about that. We're collecting. Is it eight but, or 16? <laughs> but uh, a final note on all this is like, again, guys, this is one person's opinion on experience for longsword fetters. There are other brands out there. There are things that I have touched that I did not comment on or bring up in here, mostly because A, just didn't fit anything I wanted or it wasn't my cup of tea at all. And again, I'm not going to badmouth something that it's just not my cup of tea. So I'm not, I'm not going to put that criticalization on it, you know, because it's what might work for me. Lucas might freaking love and it's perfect for him. Yeah. And I'm not going to do that. Distinction point. I like some weird stuff. Well, yeah. Well, also, the, this podcast is going to be on the internet forever. So if you, if they're listening like five years in the future, Hema could have went electric by now, and none of this matters. <laughs> Virtual. Well, the other the other part about it too then is like you know at that point we're like what has already come up by then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where has competition? You know, like, what better have, design. What have we all gone into? Because like we're getting away from like these giant 52, 53 inch long sort of fetters. Yeah. Most people are all starting to get down to like, hey, I want something that actually works with my mechanics. Oh my god. Right, <laughs> it's terrifying. Because oh, I mean, there's still the options out there, right? Yeah. Uh, but on 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 a final note of that, like, buy buy yourself something if you want to just have steel in your hand to to work with. Get it, cool, and then take your time and find what is going to fit you. This is just my personal guidelines of data and stuff I've done and dealt with and broken and fought with and yeah. smashed. So establish your body and then pursue. Personalization with feeling and purpose. Okay. I love that you just are just kind of constantly reinforce this, like we don't talk about. It. I know. Know the way broadly, and the pattern shows up everywhere. I know. But uh, so I know that, and anyone who took offense from me talking about their swords or anything in certain classifications, I apologize. But it is what it is in, in my book, and that I mean, it is what it is. 
This will this will be the one where every, this is what everybody's mad at Josh Barat about. Finally, <laughs> finally, I can be irrelevant. Oh my God! Oh, find your pillows on the trash. Oh, thank God! Please let this be. Let this be what ends it. <laughs> oh my God! Please, I'm so sick of that. God damn! Oh, I, could, I could see the weight. The weight on your shoulders. They've been pretty inactive during lockdown. Because I yelled at them and said I would kill them. Because <laughs> like enough. I like literally I buried a cousin. I I had yeah. seven. I had just lost a friend. I have had seven other people I know pass from COVID and it's hectic and work is monstrosities and it's like I don't need this stress. Like please. Yeah, it, it's a pandemic. It's like, leave me. Yeah. So so they were kind enough to like. Either kind of, or I just instilled the fear of like, shut the fuck up, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, oh god, like if it could just end it, I'd be so happy. Well, on that weird note, and <laughs> balls, balls, balls. <laughs>or visit us at Final Plank on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening.